no Christian has to be poor if we had to be poor Jesus wouldn't have said I've been anointed to preach the gospel to the poor what was he preaching to the poor if it's not to correct it then it should be preached to the poor he said I came to preach to the sick and we know when he preached to the sick the God what healed so if he's preaching to the poor then prosperity is part of the gospel it is are you with me it's part of the gospel amen which is able it has an ability I tell people I believe God's word so so much because it has an ability I told you this the other time for by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God it has an ability to he says, I commend you to God to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance amongst them that are sanctified. God's desire is for you to have his word at work in your life. And he has made this possible by bringing to you his message from our man of God, Pastor Roy King. Keep on shining and reigning forever as you receive God's word for your life today. So you take it to affirm, remember what you already have. You probably got sick because you forgot the benefits. And so now take it and remember the benefits. Do you understand? We'll go into the details. I, I, today I'm specially going to you know, talk about the communion. Amen. And then I'll just announce the theme for the man. Glory to God. And so I, I haven't taught on some of these things, but I'm going to teach you on that. You see that? So you are not taking it to be healed. That's I said. That's for a certain level for them to, you know. But as you go, you realize that I'm not taking the communion to be healed. Because if you read on, he will we'll get there. Now, let me not go too fast. Okay? Let's, let's move on to verse 26 and see what he said. He said, For as often as ye, that ye eat this bread... So precarious. As often as you eat this bread, as often as you eat this bread. So it's not just when we are taking it in church, but you having the constant practice at home. You can take the communion every day. You know, some people say that we shouldn't. We should take it often, but not every day. Jesus didn't say every day. He said often, because when we take it every day, we may now begin to get familiar with it. I said, aha, that is where your in quotes fallen nature comes in. Even though you don't have a fallen nature. Yeah, you see, you are now seeing. So it tells how that you. So if God is blessing you too much, you'll be that one that will now become so familiar. How can you take the communion every day and say you become familiar if you have revelation? Amen. Glory to God. So you take it often. He says, as often as he eats this bread and drink this cup. Amen. As often as he eats this bread and drink this cup. Well, he was being specific. This bread, this cup. Referring to a particular body, a particular blood, which was the Lord's. As often as you drink, eat this bread and drink this cup. 
So let's say he was probably having a demonstration for them to see. As often as you drink this cup, eat this bread, he says, you do show the Lord's death till he come. In other words, you be a testimony of what he accomplished till he comes back. What does your life testify about? He says the communion is going to place you in that place where you will display the Lord's death till he comes. Amen. 27. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. So this is where sometimes you have the fear of people taking the communion. He says, if you take it, what? Unworthily. Now, some have interpreted it as taking it unworthy. In other words, you are unworthy to take it. No, it's from the Greek word anaxios, where he's talking about the manner in which it's taken. Do you understand? And not the state of the person taking it, but the manner in which it's taken. As I told you, the communion is supposed to be um, approached with reverence, utmost reverence. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. He shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. If it's taken unworthily. And now he says, let, but let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. You take it unworthily, you are guilty of the Lord's body and his blood. In other words, what the body accomplished, you will not be able to live it. Amen. Amen. You will not be able to live it. It is not the Lord doing anything to you, but you are taking it in an unworthy manner, and so you become guilty of the body and the blood. And to be guilty of the body and the blood is actually to mean that what the body and the blood touches or did for you, you are living below the standard. He's already said there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Amen. Glory to his name. So he says, examine yourself. And so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. What about yourself am I examining? You see, examine yourself. What, how am I, you know, in the body? So, and this examination is not necessarily about, um, maybe I did something, I sinned. Especially with some churches, they will say fornication. It's beyond that. He says, examine yourself in the body. You see, examine yourself. Check yourself. And he says, let, but let a man examine himself. And so, let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. 
by your examination you eat of that bread and drink of that cup in other words what he was dealing with was beyond just the drinking of the cup and the eating of the bread remember he was solving an issue in the church and this was his approach to solving the issue of division This was an approach to solve the issue of division in the church. Let's see what he said. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. So he that partakes unworthily, drinks and eats damnation or eats and drinks damnation unto himself not discerning the lord's body so it is not the lord bringing any form of damnation unto you you are the one bringing damnation on yourself because the moment you eat unworthily or you partake let me use the word partake because we'll go to that scripture so you understand or let me use the word commune unworthily you give the devil a foothold and so you bring damnation to yourself it is not the lord that you know damns you Amen. You bring damnation to yourself. Not discerning the Lord's body. So the issue is in people not discerning the Lord's body. And that's what has led to, I am this, I am that, I am this, I am that, I belong to this, I belong to that. He says, whether you belong to Paul or Apollos, he says, that's not what is important. He therefore, there's, there's one that planted and there's one that watered, but the Lord gave it increase. He says, don't you know that all things are yours? life death all are yours yet in today's world you still have people saying i belong to this there's nothing wrong belonging to a household yes your household will define your culture will define how you do things but that doesn't mean that you you use by that you neglect a fellow brother in the body who is in another assembly do you understand yeah and feel superior because probably i'm of paul and he is of apollos well i'm in a better teaching ministry i'm in a better preaching ministry i'm in a better prophetic ministry and then so so and so is just in a teaching ministry but we have teaching and prophetic And so we are better off than those that just have teaching or we have healing and teaching and so we are better off than nope 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 i pray the lord will open our eyes to discern his body rightly you see so discerning the lord's body discerning the lord's body now oh i love this so much so what does it mean he said what does it mean to discern his body look at what he says he says for this cause for the lack of discerning the lord's body many are weak and sickly among you and many die or many sleep he says in the church of corinth the reason you are falling sick and you are getting weak and then you are dying is because you have failed to discern the lord's body now, in failing to descend the Lord's body, what was the problem? Was it just about how they were coming to eat at the communion? No. He started with talking about division, heresies. 
And these were the same people who were talking about Paul and Apollos. The same church. You are amazed. This same church. He says, so because of this, many are weak. He didn't say few. So I can imagine how the church was. Meanwhile, this church had the gifts of the Spirit. They had healing. They had word of knowledge. They, had word. they were the ones that were speaking in tongues. The power of God was there. Yet, many were weak. Many were sick. And many were sleeping. When you use the word sleeping, it means they were dying. You know, a Christian doesn't die. You sleep. Because you wake up again. And he says, because you failed to descend the Lord's body. It's beyond just how we took, we take the communion. He was dealing with, uh, you know, he says there, there are divisions among you. We'll read another part of the scripture and you see why, what, what I mean. So descending the Lord's body is in our daily living. It's beyond this. This is reality, but this is to, you know, bring us to the consciousness of how we must live. I'm not better than you. You are not better than me. Because in the body, we have the same identity. Do you understand? You may know more than me doesn't make you better than me. I may know more than you doesn't make, you, make me better than you. Imagine if the world will go by the word. We would have perfect harmony. I'm telling you. Even with the seven factors we were dealing with. Imagine if every human being possessed that. Whether I've saved or unsaved. You can imagine what the world would be like. Yet, the world is going around looking for solutions when every solution they need is right here. Amen. For this cause, many, when he says, for if we will judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord that we should be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when ye come together, eat one, eat, to eat, tarry one for another. You see, he says, when you come and you are coming to eat, relax. Wait for another. Say, Dianea Paya, relax. Wait for the other. Sometimes when I've, I've done something and I tell the guys to take, as I'm cutting and sharing, they're already zooming which one is bigger. <laughs> it's amazing. The way you say everyone should pick, their, their hands just go straight to that. Some two just wait. When everyone has picked, then they'll take what is left. I just want to be the ones to pick the best. You see, selfishness in, in, in even in these little things. Mm, I'm shaking some table. Glory to God. He says, and if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come not together unto condemnation, and the rest will I set in order when I come. So there was more he had to talk about. He says, when I come, I'll set it in order. <laughs> for example, you know that at the end of every month, maybe we'll make some cakes for the celebration of the church and some drinks. So because of that, you prepare your stomach for it. <laughs> then after the whole church has gotten there, they have people at the back who are taking two, three, four. Think about it. 
Amen. Amen. Look at what he says. It says, then if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye may not come together unto condemnation. In other words, and you know, oh, so badigas. You see, th- I'm telling you, this is not a symbol. This is reality. And he was telling you, this is the body. This is the cup. And he's saying that when you come, how you even eat goes into your consciousness, your subconsciousness. He said that you come and you eat unto condemnation. When you do that, in other words, what you portray or how you even approach your communion speaks of your living. Do you understand? It speaks of your living. Amen. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. I wish we could read all the way from the top. Ah, what a beautiful scripture. Let's read from verse 10. Are you all there? Are you there? Okay, one, two, three, go. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured, and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now, he is talking, if you read from verse 1, he's talking about, you know, when the people of Israel were moving out of Egypt into the promised land and what they did on the journey. Amen. And so he says, do not remember, blah, blah, blah. He says, now all these things happened unto them for examples. And they were written for our, what, admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth, take it heed lest he falls. There had no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. So he's telling you, whatever temptation that will come your way is for your level. Why is this happening to me? Am I the only one that has to go through this? Am I the only one that has to go through this? God, why? God, why? God, why? Ooh. That which you are going through, which seems to be heavier or deeper than what another person go, is going through, actually shows the level at which you are. Because it, what it comes is at your level. He says God is faithful that he will not suffer. For you to be tempted above your level. So whatever that comes is for your level. That's why I said there is no excuse for failure. Anything that comes your way is for your level. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. That's on the focus anyway. He says, I speak as a wise as to wise men. Judge ye what I say. He said, flee from idolatry. Worshipping of idols, partaking in idolatry, you know, idol worship. Yet you are born again. Going for demonic festivals. Now, it doesn't, it's not, it's not going to take you to hell necessarily. But it's going to affect your world. When you read on that's what he tells you. That all things, he says, not all things are necessary for me, even though I can do all. You have Odura, Homowo, and 
you will, I can say for where I come from, we celebrate Ojura and Omoa because of my mom and dad son. And you partake in all the libations, the calling of spirits, giving food to the idols, yet you are born again. That's idolatry. Someone asked, so can you eat like quickly? I said, of course, I can prepare quickly on a normal day to eat. But not the one offered to idols. Even though when I eat the one offered to idols, nothing will happen to me. Per my level of faith, doesn't mean I should do it. He says, when you do that, you can worry a brother that is weak in faith. Do you understand? That's not the focus anyway. Okay, so I speak as to wise men, judge ye what I say. 16, he says, the cup of blessing. Now he's asking a question. He says, the cup of blessing. He calls this the cup of blessing. You see, oh God. He calls this the cup of blessing. He says, the cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the koinonia of the blood of Christ? Is it not the participation of the blood of Christ? Is it not the sharing of the blood of Christ? Is it not the fellowship of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion, the koinonia of the body of Christ? So, you see what he's bringing to them? Like, oh God, now he's now dealing with idolatry. And he's also given them the communion as a solution. Now, this was in chapter 10. And then now, when it comes to the vision, it was in chapter 11. Yet still talking about the communion. Think about it. He says, the cup of blessing which you bless, is this not the koinonia of the blood of Christ? What a consciousness he was having. So when he's taking the cup, he understands that there is a sharing. There's a partaking of the body of the blood of Christ. The sharing of the Spirit's graces. Even as we are taking it in this place, we are supplying in the Spirit for someone in Afghanistan who is born again and a part of the body. What a consciousness to possess. And now he says, the bread which you break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? Oh. Now this is one man who was not part of the apostles of the Lamb. Those who lived with Jesus. He came after Jesus was gone. Yet see his mindset. Caris is a grace-based ministry headed by the Lord Jesus Christ and led by his servant, the man of God, Pastor Ray King. Our vision is connecting the world to Christ and raising men unto perfection. Our purpose is revealing the righteousness of God to man and our mission, preaching the gospel to everyone in our sphere of contact. We welcome you to join us in worship across our various fellowship grounds. On Tuesdays, we have the Hour of Intimacy from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. And on Wednesdays, we have Cell Meeting from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. 
The locations are Red Top at Wager, Galilee at Ablekuma, Mile 7 at Achimota, University of Ghana Campus, Adenta House and Down, Noble House at East Legon, Junction Mall at Sakumono, Bachelor Total at Spintex, Sunshine Hospital at Airport, Spintex KFC, and Community 5 at Tema. Our Sunday Ipoikodomio services take place at the Zion Convocation Arena at North Legon, Popos Street, Hatchel, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. and Red Top at Wager from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. You can contact our team on 020-099-8099 or 055-592-6251. The Temple of Paris. Forever we are kinging in Christ.